This week on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast, we break down some of the more memorable interviews from the Downton Abbey movie press junket, as well as the Saturday Night Live sketch. Let's check it out. And we are back after hey, yo. a break. It, it's if, been a couple weeks. And we're here in uh, Myrtle Beach. In South Carolina. And so we're recording on our, our mobile setup this week. So forgive any any blips and inconsistencies that you may not be accustomed to with our usually pristine sounding podcast. Yeah, we are down here for a wedding. Uh not not our usual place of uh of being down in the south with the <laughs> oh, with the gators. Down south. We we saw a sign this morning saying watch out for the gators, don't feed them. If our if our affect changes into more southern, it's just it's just the air. Yeah. The breeze. Yeah. But it wasn't much needed a couple of weeks off because uh the movie came out and I I don't know what else you we want for us right now. We gave you a ninety minute review. It was pretty uh pretty thorough. Two in one week. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went to Europe because I, I did the Berlin Marathon. Yeah, and and to try and find Michael Gregson, you know where he may be. Yeah, someone suggested on on Instagram that he may not be dead because we never found his body. So that's why I couldn't find his remains when I was there. Yeah, this fictional character is still then again still roaming. I also fell downstairs over there, so it may have been Gregson's ghost that pushed me. I don't know. He said, "Stop looking for him." <laughs> yeah, and he just pushed me down some stairs, and I have this bruise that keeps getting worse on my foot, and it's like either it's you know. From falling or stigmata, because we <laughs> from keep Gregson, or just calling Julian a, a Satanist all these times and he's oh, hurt okay, us. Okay, <laughs> it's come back around. Well, we're not here alone in Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. uh, to discuss several of the press junket clips as well as the SNL sketch. We are joined by two guys that I saw the movie with that you didn't. I saw it by myself. Connor and Kevin, our so legal counsel, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, our legal counsel. And our friend from Mixed Match Challenge three, Connor. And well, and Kevin yeah. was on Mixed Match Challenge one. one. Yeah, and he was on the season two no, trial season of John Bates. <laughs> so, <laughs> Broke season. down the yeah. So, so Kevin so, and Connor, luminaries. Want to say hi? Hello, Downton listeners. Hey guys, it's good to be back. Hey. So, so just to start off, you know, the viewers know what we thought of the movie. I, I I liked it a lot. I really liked it. Dave loved it. What did you two think of the Downton Abbey movie? Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I uh, I thought it was great. It was uh, super enjoyable. It was uh, action packed, sort of for for lack of for lack of action. It was certainly action packed. Um, really got to see all the characters again and sort of the uh, idiosyncrasies of, of, of all of the uh, the characters and the upstairs to downstairs, the team effort. It was, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I wish it could have been double the length. Wait, so Kevin, Kevin, you're a fan of the assassination plot in the film? I'm not sure what you mean by fan. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy that it was foiled because I think it would have really uh, uh, cast a poor light both uh, on the Crowley family, uh, the local town, and uh, kind of would have put a pall over the entire visit. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to echo Kevin's thoughts. Um, I really feel like uh, they did a great job with fleshing out Branson's character. I feel like uh, he had some unresolved things going on, so they really had a lot to deal with. Uh, 
So he kind of took center stage when he really hasn't been in the past. And the other time, I thought uh, they did an excellent job with kind of exploring him. I mean, he had a rough go of it, but I think they really did a good job exploring him as well. Fair point. It seems like, and it seems like the crowds are loving it. Since the movie has come out, it's made nearly 120 million dollars worldwide. Wow. Nearly, uh, it's it's going to max out around the mid 80s in the, in the U.S. And so, yeah, we're going to get a sequel. They've been teasing that. And all the the prep from the press and everything, like you know, if it does well, there's probably going to be a sequel. When uh, Kevin says, when uh, probably within the next couple years, I, they'll probably try to milk this like slowly. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Ringer podcast, uh, the Big Picture, and the host of that mentioned talking to some people related to Focus Features, and one of the things they said about Down Abbey is, you know, when they announced the movie, they said we have our IP. So for them, this is like their their biggest hit for as a studio ever, mm-hmm. and they're going to focus. Yeah, for Focus Feature, which is a subsidiary of Universal, and you know, with so many movie houses, they're you know driven by certain you know brands and everything. So Down Abbey is going to be their their horse for the next few years. There's Does a you chance want multiple movies. That's like, the thing. Just two as an IP, that means there may be a world where there's spinoffs, and I'm d- oh, wondering, God. guys. <laughs> If there I was a we were near the end of this, if there was a Down Abbey spinoff on a, a character, what one would you like to see? Where, which direction would you want it to go? I, I think the the easy answer, and I, I think I don't think I'm going to find uh, refusal from from the esteemed host of this podcast. I think I really would love uh, an Anna and Bates uh, spinoff. <laughs> oh, all right, I I, I well, can't. I don't disagree. Yeah. I wouldn't. That what would be? be what one. would happen in that movie? Would like. Bates become like a bare knuckle bro- boxer or something like that. It's or Agent <laughs> Gates as a movie. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, if it's supposed to continue to obviously be in that universe, I think it would be an interesting kind of perspective to kind of see because they no longer are living in the the, the like in the castle, right? They're 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 off site. They're off site. So um, I'm not sure if Bates would take up gardening like our, our like Mr. Carson <laughs> exactly. Um, but I get down would, on his knees. I think it would provide an interesting perspective, and and frankly, it would give this podcast fodder to for for years uh, moving forward. So, I I feel like the main the movie and the series themselves has really run through a lot of the plot of the characters themselves. I think the direction they go is a little bit more unexpected. I, I would think it'd be someone who already has a little box office clout, and that could potentially be an anchor for a new series and new stories all about. And I think that's with Giamatti. <laughs> like I think they do, like they do a spinoff. It's completely new series. We see Cora or in there. You know, they do a few <coughs> movies, and it's just the Giamatti clan in America. I mean, Ooh, cousin Rose is in America. Yeah, and cousin Rose can show up. I, I feel mean, like a uh, Lily James centric one would be good. But I, thinking about how she shows up in the finale, just to sort of be nice and stuff. Happily married. Cousin Rose was the least interesting cousin Rose. Well, so when Giamatti's really in the to... picture, I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he I'm... was flirting with that girl in his episode. Yeah. Would you see a Giamatti movie, Dave? I would, or wh- I have who, what to, would due you diligence. What would be your spinoff ideal? I just said Cousin Rose. Cousin Rose? Okay. Uh, well, who else would. Uh, Branson and Lucy one would be fun. Sure. The Irish. Let's go to the Ireland. He, he can't go back. He can't go back, yeah. Because he burned down a mansion. <laughs> As you do when you leave an area. Uh, all right. Well, th- that's where we are with the movie. It's trucking along right now. What about a uh, Mrs. Patmore Airbnb series? I watch it as a show. I don't know about another movie. Hey. All right. Julian. 
I felt like the one character that really we didn't get like a proper end with was Thomas Barrow. Did you feel like that was wrapped up or did you want more of that? Like, I feel like I want like the next episode to be about Thomas Barrow and what happens next. I think that'll that'll happen. Okay. I would venture to guess the second movie will be more of, of that. Hopefully more good stuff because he I, I but I would also like to see Barrow contextually back in Downton and not like on his own side plot that has little to do with the movie. I mean, I, I to to back up on my earlier point and to begin to slowly reverse course. I'm not exactly sure. I just want to be very clear that I don't think that an Anna and Bates spinoff <laughs> would be commercially successful under any stretch. It was more uh, kind just of an underhanded us. toss to the host of the podcast. I I do actually, uh, as a serious answer, I do think a prequel featuring um, uh, Maggie Smith. Uh, back in the 1800s you know the, the show has obviously done a really nice job of progressing forward you know we, we see it after the titanic it's now in the what 1927 exactly so we, we've gone forward but what if we take that backward and mm-hmm. what if we see some you know uh the customs the you know sort of traditions predating electricity predating you know vehicles and, and transportation like that kind of taking it to its initial or, or more of its initial sort of uh you know you know tradition or why don't we get the the de-aging going with maggie smith while she's still around and i don't think she wants anything to do no i don't think so at all (laughs) i don't know i I feel like we got as as much as people would like to see a dowager young violet thing Mm -hmm. the prince the prince kurigan subplot of season five i think did a lot of wrapping up for that character Mm -hmm. so i mean i guess downton you could just tell me that the episode is about like one thing and on paper i'd be like no that sounds stupid and then just watch it yeah and it would be good yeah and on that note well before we get to that though uh, before we get to the meat of this episode there's one other thing i heard in listening to all the the press for the movie the the director of downton abbey michael engler i listened to a podcast where he was interviewed again on the big picture and he gave more details about julian fellow's upcoming show on hbo Mm -hmm. and so it is going to be a little bit of a prequel it's going to take place i think in the late 1800s and what it's going to cover is two different families or two different sects of life where one is the traditional people who've had money and wealth there in new york city and then the other half is the new industrialists who've just come into money and that clash between those two uh, sides of wealth of uh, people with new money, people with old money and seeing how, you know, the changes happen and stuff. And okay, Julian. And yeah. If it's the director of the movie and then Julian writing it, I'm, I'm in, I'm in 10 episode seasons, 10 hour long. Sure. Let's 10 go. hour long episodes. Yeah. 10 of them. That's a lot hour of hours, down, baby. <laughs> We're doing this till we die until Julian dies. One hey, of us is going to hey. drop <laughs> first. So, Unless the gators get us out here. Yeah, who knows? We might yeah. not make it out. Yeah, the gators. This might man. be like a lost footage. We are literally looking at gators outside the window right now, just chopping their mouths There's at us. 300 of them. <laughs> it's pretty threatening. I don't know how we're going to get to this wedding, Dave. I don't know. Yeah. All well, right. <laughs> we wanted to come on because people kept sending us clips of interviews, of the press stuff. And there's just so many of them that we said, let's just talk about a couple of them on, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So... We will link to all of these on our social media, all the ones that we talk about. But there, we watched, uh, what, like five or six of them? Yeah, Dave, I don't know. You you scouted most of them. I just, honestly, I did. I, a couple came up, and I know that some people tagged some that I totally missed because of, you know, they were not on YouTube or they were not mm-hmm. the, this or the other. 
keep keep sending them our way. You know. Oh, we've been getting so much fan love by the way the past few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So uh, so appreciative of all the people listening to our podcast, catching up. Really appreciate it. So. I think people want to hear about the Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes. That is the thing that I have been receiving. I would say in order of things that I've that people have like blasted me with for this podcast, the movie announcement, the movie trailer, and the Saturday Night Live sketch, people are like, hey, what do you think? Yeah, I received it uh, from multiple different feeds, and I was in Europe at the time, and it didn't allow me to watch it, and people kept alerting me to it. It's like, yeah, I can't watch it. Great, great stuff, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate that you care. Well, do you like? Where do we stand on Saturday Night Live as a program in 2019? I just don't watch it much anymore. I, I just, I mean, I watch if someone watches a sends a YouTube clip around. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've, I've fallen out of touch with the cast. Like back when I was a kid, I could name everybody. Now it's a, it's a little more difficult for sure. Well, I mean, and and a little peek behind the curtain. We went to high school with the guy who directed this short. This. Uh, oh yeah, we know him well. From yeah, high school at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice guy, uh, Paul Briganti. Yeah, I don't know if Saturday Night Live gives. Uh, I think it was him anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw it on his Instagram. Yeah, but the 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 whole point was just like poking fun at Downton Abbey in the loosest way possible. Yeah, broad strokes. Incredibly broad strokes. We have Cecily Strong as Lady Mary, who's probably a standout in how good she is at Lady Mary. You know, she gets it, hits the nail on the head. Sure. Uh, the Dowager is is Kate McKinnon who does everything well. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's everything with like a quirky character. It's got to be Kate McKinnon. Yeah, she was good as Dowager for her. She yeah, brief, she gets brief it moments. It was a fun two minute clip. I you guys watched me as I watched it because I hadn't seen it yet. You didn't laugh once. Uh, as Connor just said, yeah, I did not laugh once. It, it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's there to pop. Like I don't know. I don't know who's there to pop. Just people looking for easy laughs. I don't know. It, like I. I it's just not my kind of brand of humor anymore, I guess. And I, I think if you pulled back on Downton Abbey and say, like, oh, you know, these people haven't meticulously watched the entire show prepping for the movie, it does operate in very broad strokes. And it is like, oh, I remember this quirky thing about Downton Abbey. It highlights the quirks, I guess. But I think, um, is it A.D. Bryant is Mrs. Hughes in that? That's, a, that's pretty rough, that bit. Yeah, it's definitely a low light for me. I mean culturally isn't this a recognition though for the success of the movie i mean in other words if this movie topped out at you know number five you know it's opening weekend are they punching down at it on snl probably not right i mean you guys would know better yeah, than, than i, I would yeah. at that so i mean if anything i it, it's sort of a a round of applause uh if at least that's my view uh you know on it that that snl is willing to sort of cover that territory i mean have they covered uh downton abbey you know in the past with a skit or short not to my knowledge you guys are aware of i mean so just the fallon sketches yeah, the downton the, six B's on late night yeah yeah were, um, actually good i thought they were okay oh i like those yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, want to go back and watch those. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. We, got, <laughs> we need we content. content. Uh, yeah. So after that SNL clip, thanks for everyone letting us know about it. We uh, we had a just went down okay a time with it. Of. Yeah, it, it was just like you know, someone's like, "You got to eat this," and I eat it, and it's like, thanks. "All right, got some calories in me." So there's one clip that is kind of deceptive. With Graham Norton show posted a like a clip show mm-hmm. of all the Downton people from the past it's very deceptive it's unfair it's yeah it's not new content it's, it's all just old interviews but it, it was posted recently yeah as a super stitched together yeah 
<coughs> so and I usually like Graham Norton. This this was a pretty good one. Yeah, I so mean, it cuts from a Monuments Man one with Hugh Bonneville, Matt Damon, and Bill Murray, mm-hmm. and it goes to Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, and then it goes to Jim Carter's wife, uh, Professor Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, no, still don't know her name. Uh, and yeah, they're fine. He he was always entertaining. He if you've been following Hugh on Instagram and like watching anything with him, that around, suit that he wore to the premiere. Yeah, the dude just seems like he's been drunk the whole like past few months. Just promoting this movie, having the time of his life, justifiably. He's you know, just basking. Yeah. yeah, but uh, interesting dude. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like he's wearing lipstick in one of those clips. Yeah, man, he is a pip. He is a pip. Yeah, I think the one fun thing from that is you find out that uh, uh, Maggie Smith has never watched Downton, and probably doesn't plan to, which is fine. She's Maggie Smith. It's funny. She almost has like it's weird the way she seems to regard it, like a little bit of contempt and also just like genuine appreciation that people like her but at the same time just like just leave me alone i'm just living my life doing work she seems like uh and, and th- this will harken back to yesterday evening i feel like maggie smith is to downton abbey what brock lesnar is to the wwe mm-hmm. where you bring him out for the big show get the big pop do your job walk out with all the glory and then everyone around you is like hey you know like we're doing this too and then it's time for time to do the press for the movie we watched how many clips and how many of them were current interviews of Maggie Smith. Do you guys have any reactions to the Graham Norton clips? I just think there's a, a, a personal warmth uh, and magnetism uh, everywhere around Hugh Bonneville. And it's not necessarily just isolated to the Graham Norton clips. but uh, I think Graham Norton has a uh, – as someone in the States that doesn't regularly watch him, yeah, he has such a, a good rapport with people. And I think that's um, – it shows when he's talking to like a Brit with two Americans next to him. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback on that, I feel like there's a bromance between Leech and Bonneville, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, they, they don't really get much on-screen time together in the show, but it's kind of cool to see them off scenes. Uh, yeah, they were uh, a lot of fun to see together. So uh, just jumping from Bonneville and Alan Leach, there was one interview by Collider. With the dog? Oh, yeah, the, the Clyde. That's the one with, yeah, Von, Bonneville and Leech just hanging with the, out. With the dog asking dog pun questions? While they're holding dogs. And I understand their logic behind this because... The, the Queen's Corgis? Well, the, the Spider-Man movie came out recently, and they did an interview where they were holding dogs, and it got like a million views for Collider. So now they've been doing a bunch of interviews with other celebrities holding dogs because people just want to see celebrities with yeah, dogs. Yeah, well, everyone's looking for their shtick in this day and age. Yeah. So the dog thing, but it doesn't need to be dog puns. Yeah, there doesn't need to be a dog Who's talking the to them. Who's the biggest shit zoo on the set? I do like Bonneville saying, you know, watch your mouth. That, that's cute. But, I mean, I just need to see him holding dogs and talking about ISIS. Or, you know. <laughs> talking ISIS, ISIS the dog. Yeah, ISIS the dog. Hashtag Tio. ISIS the dog. Yeah. Pharaoh. Rest in peace, ISIS the dog. Uh, yeah, they didn't ask him anything about the dogs in the movie at all. Uh, well, they say who dropped the most food on the set, and they say that Hugh gave the food to the dogs. Yeah, that's true. They didn't even ask who let the dogs out. That's the question you ask if you have a dog interviewing someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you think that dog that it's a dog you can't come up with the questions like, yeah like a man can. but it was nice it seemed like alan leach was i mean alongside being heavily featured in the movie he was game for all these interviews he was like oh, yeah. almost in every well, interview segment put, he he is uh the matthew character he is who I mean. he is in the show in real life where he's like look at our our young dashing man who's really grown into himself yeah he's handsome he's hit the gym yeah oh, yeah yeah that, yeah the, the dog one is uh if you like dogs, sure. Uh, you know what I was really upset that we didn't get from Downton was the autocomplete interview. You ever see those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Wired. Are, there's so yeah. many good gimmick interviews on YouTube between like 
the you know like hot ones or the undercover on you have that one where they have the celebrities go on like reddit and twitter and mm-hmm. instagram and facebook and answer fan questions no, none of these ensemble members from downton really did any of the great gimmicky things uh yeah aside from uh I, we can segue into it there were three different uh cards against humanity clips i we only those are older one. ones yeah that one you sent was from 2015 the one with mosley yeah Thanks oh, well, there's a, there's another one from the movie. Well, you didn't check the dates, brother. I, I, I spent a long time. Wait, before doing we move on from the dogs, Kevin, you're a dog man. Were you a fan of that clip? Uh, I I didn't find that clip uh, to be as appealing as some of the other clips that we watched. Uh, actually, about 15 seconds in, I said, "What exactly is the point of this?" So that was at least my own view of it. And Kevin's a noted fan of dogs. That's why I said dog man, not just a. Yep. Yeah, for context, or working backwards, backwards through it. It's about, oh yeah, I'm yeah. look. I just looked it up. The cards, the new. There's a new Cards Against Humanity one that is Alan Leach, Michelle Dockery, and Laura Carmichael. I I watched it on my own. I just well, the wrong one. congratulations. Now tell us about it. Um, here I I I am <laughs> on the record as not enjoying Cards Against Humanity. That, I think understandably most of our our group have, uh, as you may know from our board game episode, we're pretty well versed in the <laughs> world elitist. of party games. Yeah, and Cards Against Humanity just doesn't do it for me. No, me but, neither. You know, yeah. I think the part of the fun of Cards Against Humanity is watching people say the thing. Oh, I could watch the Down Abbey cast play that game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and I think that's the um, that's Cards Against Humanity in his best iteration is watching famous people do it. Yeah, especially when it's Mosley doing it and just it was the same exact person in real life as his character. I felt very similar. Him just hey, we met him. We shook his hand. Oh, yeah, cool. him giddily laughing while while putting in was it for things in heaven? It was like that's that's Mosley. I mean. <laughs> Sure. Now this, it'd be like us doing it on this podcast. We're pretty clean on the. Yeah, podcast we try to keep now. it clean, but man. Yeah, cards against humanity. So you don't, if you like the, if you don't want to have your, your image of these people shattered by them saying really vulgar things. Don't follow don't, Brendan Coyle, Coyle on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, see, Michelle's awkward laugh is so weird, considering how stone faced she is in the show. It's so weird every time she smiles. Like, wait, she she actually has emotion. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All well, right. The one um. The one, the current one, I, I that I should have sent. I guess I didn't look at the dates because I thought it was like part one of three. Mm-hmm. Um, Edith says, "My neck, my back," and does the lyrics to that. My neck, my back. You know that song. What's my neck, my back? <laughs> you know. Wait, what? What song is my neck, my back? My neck, my back. <laughs> I don't know what song this is. <laughs> Oh boy! Wait, is that wait is that that Lizzo song? No. No. <laughs> what is what is my neck, my back? We don't talk dirty on this show. No. What is that song? We'll fill you in after the show. No, no, no. Who's the artist? I don't know. Who's I? <laughs> wait, what? I'm looking it up. Because I listen to all music, man. I know stuff, but it's K- Kaya. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird that you don't know this song. <laughs> no, I, I just for our listeners, Corey is a consummate music listener. He yeah, knows yeah. everything. Just to put some context on this. Oh, this is from two thousand two. This song. Yeah. I, okay. Like, I miss me. I don't know this. This is like a strip club song. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I know this one once I hear I it. I hope so. <laughs> okay. It's iconic. But, We're in the South. But Laura Carmichael knew the lyrics and everything? She didn't, like, sing it, but it's oh. on the Downton Abbey, uh, okay. uh, the Cards Against Humanity card. All right. Well, then. 
Put it in the liner notes. So, uh, on to the next one. They're they're on the Kelly Clarkson show, a brand new show. If you don't know, Kelly Clarkson, of, so, since you've been gone, fame has a American talk show. Idol fame. Because everyone wait, can wait, get a talk it show today. A, it's, oh, it is a talk show? She has a daily talk show. The, the Rock was on the first episode. Oh, okay. I was not aware it was a day. I thought it might have been like a clip on Ellen or something. This is where we are in the state of 2019 with Kelly Clarkson. She's still a huge star. Yeah, she can sing still. She's got pipes. But uh, yeah. she is... Uh, she's on The Voice, yeah. It's like they basically just play Never Have I Ever. Right. Spills tea or sip the tea with, uh, with uh, the Cora, Hugh, Leach, Michelle Dockery. And Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, this is a good one. I think this might be my favorite of the press junket clips that we've watched. It's fun. It's fun to see them all engaging around like a table, sharing you know biscuits and uh, like you know tea. And <clears throat> one of the only ones that has uh, Cora in it. No, she's not the one with the uh, Andy Cohen. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll we, get to we, that one. But uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like the the big three we're seeing are Alan Leach, Laura Carmichael, and Michelle Dockery. Yeah. So getting um, what's her what's the actress's name? Cora. Yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth McGovern. McGovern. Seeing her pop up on things is, she's she's like, very personable, and and I've read interviews of her, of hers where she talks about not be, wanting to be in the Hollywood system. Yeah. And it's kind of upsetting because she's very good at the. She like, made out with Brad Pitt. Yeah. According to this interview, like yeah. good for her. Sure, lucky Brad Pitt, I'd Good say. Brad. Yeah, yeah. Now, did, did this one? This we find out that Alan Leach slept Alan outside Leach, of uh, High Clear. Climbed over the fence to sleep in his trailer, and yeah. in that same story, we find out how uh, Elizabeth McGovern got her car stuck in the mud, just and like I me. Was, I, I was thinking about you when I watched that. Yeah, no, it's very realistic. You, there's a lot of mud out there. You hey, want to go mud? Hey, uh, uh, Louis, Louis the Butler. Mm-hmm. Get on that, man. Wait, wait, wait. So th- this brings us to one thing we didn't mention earlier, but so Highclere Castle is being open on Airbnb for people to stay. Oh There's yeah, we haven't talked about we haven't talked about that since the movie. Yeah, and Dave isn't for us staying there or entering at all. I what? didn't say I wasn't in for entering. I said enter. Okay, but why would you not want to go, Dave? I'm in. I am completely in for staying there and getting stuck in well, the mud. I've never, I've never traveled to Europe, and I, you know, being in a long term relationship. Yeah, you kind of want some of your big bucket list items to be done with your partner and not with a friend granted you're another partner yeah and as much as i love this podcast i i i've thrown down money on things to throw down thousands of dollars to travel it would not be thousands of dollars this is a free stay at high clear it's free oh i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't know it would be yeah yeah it'd be i don't know it'd be like 150 200 a night or whatever i can cover it just show up dude (laughs) <laughs> okay like show I'm, up in england but the the weird thing about this too is like you want to stay in the downstairs you don't even want to stay in the upstairs yeah like okay fine if you want to come with your girlfriend you can go and stay in the downstairs i'll be upstairs okay okay all right <laughs> do you think they do they shoot the servants quarters is that on site or is that a set that's a set i, I so believe it's elsewhere it. no because downstairs is the, in england well no downstairs is the tell and common uh stuff that they have the, what what because <laughs> the, they they're because the Carnarvons help fund the the King Tut yeah King Tut research Steve Martin yeah yeah and then they you know have that all on display there but but Dave doesn't want to go because he wants to go to Europe with his girlfriend first I could just show up and when you come to High Clear Castle just be there sure because I know I'm sure your girlfriend doesn't care about High Clear Castle all right uh, 
just to sort of steer this back to the no, just to steer this back to the Kelly Clarkson video. Um, I thought it was really on brand that Hugh, within twenty seconds of the video started, immediately chastises Kelly Clarkson for having the teapot and the coffee pot backwards. Thank you for he's getting like, us back. He's like almost insulted. Uh, to the point where Kelly Clarkson has to apologize. So just thought that was it was kind of interesting and, and sort of true to form. I'm sure if it was in the show or, or in real life, uh, somebody would have gotten uh, a tongue lashing. Oh, and Vintage Hugh, Hugh when um, when Leach tells a story about his uh, his thing hanging out of the Speedo, and then Hugh offers him two grapes to eat or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and then the fig. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this? Uh, and how do you eat it? Well, it's a very involved process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugh eats the fig in front of Kelly Clarkson and doesn't know how to eat it. This, Hugh's a, a, a fun man. He's a pip. Yeah, I'm a big fan. It was just really nice to kind of have the, the, the band back together. You know, sort of like if, in, if a musical band had sort of gone on hiatus for a couple of years and then decided they were going to have a, a short-run reunion tour, it just sort of seeing the camaraderie and, yeah. and again the sort of like personal connections and warmth. I mean, those are the the, the stars. You know, the the predominantly the stars of the show. So to see them, uh, you know, in their relationship shine was 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 quite nice. Yeah, at this point, I don't even know if they need to do movies or anything. Just I won't, I'd watch them hang out. It's kind of like the thing when you get you start working somewhere at the office. You guys have done enough work. You have your friends there at the office. Can't we just sit at the office and hang with our friends and not do the work? That'd be great, like a big brother <laughs> Downton Abbey. Like just uh, put put them in a house, let them. Go nuts, yeah, you know? yeah. Let's watch them go wild. Yeah, would how, would that be? Would that keep your attention for? I would watch a behind. The, I would watch a documentary about making Downton Abbey, a thorough one, yeah. not like a DVD bonus feature, like a nice, proper. Sure. Yeah. Gang hanging out. You know. Now I know that uh, shifting gears just slightly. I know that he's not obviously um, in front of the camera. But do you guys have any idea why um, Julian Fellows really didn't seem to be involved at all in the American side of the you know full court press uh, media junket? He's too busy counting his money. <laughs> he got paid. He uh, <laughs> he was on the PBS special, interviewed. Yeah, he's a busy guy too. He's making that HBO show right now, so a little bit busy. Yeah, and we also to give us more content. So uh, other stuff we watched, we watched uh, the cast, um, Michelle Dockery, uh, Maura Carmichael, and um, Leach watching Dowager clips, which was just kind of boring, actually. Yeah, it was a lot less <laughs> like, exciting. That was Vanity Fair? Yeah, yeah. It's like I, we all know the Dowager quips. They told us a million times during that PBS special, like, the Dowager is full of quips. We know. We don't. We watch the show. We're good. And it's, it's pretty much just a cast commenting on them. And it was more interesting like when they talked about their own stories on, with the show and not that. One of the things that, that really gets me about uh, the, the Downton gang is how they all seem to know. It's like the Dowager's quippy and Edith is is terrible. You know, there's yeah. that one line where that one of the Dowager quips where it's basically saying Edith is a is a nobody or she, mm-hmm. you know, she's a failure. And yeah. you just see Laura Carmichael just sort of go. Uh, yeah that's yeah. me right and th- there was that one interview we watched uh, in these clips where they asked like what's your least favorite pro- plot line and she was like well michael gregson disappearing and then them just never really answering until later that he's just gone yeah yeah um that was a, another very sh- it was like a serious xm yeah like, group live. cast but i like those kind of interviews like i wish we could get more of oh those. i did like uh carson saying uh he wasn't crazy over the storyline where he had to ask Pat more about having a physical relationship with uh, Hughes. Yeah. Cause it was, I mean, it is true. It is pretty unrealistic. I mean, 
even today, I mean, I don't, I don't know anyone who asks like their their friends like, well, do you think your significant other's friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants a physical relationship. Well, I mean, I want a physical relationship. You think she's down? Does that happen in this day and age? Would that happen? No. Well, Back then, in, probably not. They're in their sixties too, or their fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, anyways, the the last round of clips we watched were uh, it was Leach and Cora on the Andy Cohen show. Leach is drinking up wine. He's taking Watch big, what happens live. Yeah, he's drinking big gulps of wine on there. Those are the these are the the good ones. These yeah, are good clips. You get the cast drunk. I think you got a really good time going on there. That's why I wanted more of the gimmicky stuff in these yeah. the press junk yet. Yeah, but uh, they asked uh, who is like the sloppiest at rap parties and. Seemed to imply leech. But then they say somebody broke, broke their wrists. Both their, their wrists like twice. Yeah. Who do you think that is? Kevin Doyle. I think Brendan Coyle, man. I think, as we know from Brendan Coyle's no, I don't history think of Brendan- drunkenness. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why you can hide, hide it with the cane. I think poor Brendan Coyle's personal life is uh, the fact that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's known yeah, they wouldn't throw him under the bus like that. It's well, that's why be, they don't. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think they would laugh about it either. That's true. That is true. Maybe but, it's Hugh. Could be Hugh. Could be Maggie Smith. Who do you guys think? Uh, geez, I mean, I do not know these people's personal lives. Uh, I would say Mrs. Patmore for sure. Oh. Maybe Mosley. But yeah, Kevin Doyle. Yeah. yeah. What All about right. uh, John Lund? The pianist. Well, who's making the music then? It's the rat party. Yeah, okay, the that's true. Heal up between <laughs> He's seasons. just getting loose. All right. And, and then, then the other thing they said, what was the least favorite plot lines? And, and Leach said bunting. I was, bunting. Oh, I was thrilled. Yeah. He Not spoke for all of us. Not only bunting, but he brings up the last scene with bunting where she says, I always loved you. And he just like goes like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not into it. Not buying. That stinks. What that he had to go through a plot line that we didn't like and he didn't like and yeah, but no, but the, you know, like it's it's a to- it's time. Yeah, as we've learned in the movie, like you sacrifice Bates and Anna to mm-hmm. make room for uh, you know all these other characters with more important plots. Right, and on the show you don't realize it because it is a week to week, twelve minutes of an episode. Then you don't really notice. But we could have had a different storyline that was better or we could have had yeah. less and we could have had more mary juggling three men it's true that is true or more assassination plots the other interesting uh response in that video was uh the bandaged uh long oh, yeah. lost cousin which i'm happy that important members of the cast also acknowledge was not their favorite do you think julian's watching that clip going like oh Oh, no, I he's... don't like that you're talking about my product that way. He's still just counting his money, <laughs> counting his, his blessings from Satan. He, he's just, <laughs> he, I don't think he cares. <laughs> Opening up the uh, the pit to hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reaching for ideas about British royalty. <laughs> yes. Bless me with more, <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that wraps up some of the... the stuff on the interviews we we watched well, what do we do next dave where do we go from here the question that everyone keeps asking us aside from the down abbey clip from SNL being sent to us this is a question we keep getting we also keep getting that people love us and want to keep hearing us. Do so podcasts. gosford park as we said is next we have the final mix match challenge yeah and uh, maybe maybe we'll talk we we've we've been trying to make moves with uh, some some more musical friends about doing 
talking about the score and a little bit of depth. Sure. And then we're returning to some episodes, I think. We're yeah, gonna... definitely returning to some episodes. We we have batted around the idea of doing season one in its entirety. I like it. I, I mean, I guess season one is the shortest season. Yeah. Um, if you want to hit us up on social media and let us know, would you rather us do... Something new? Just season one. Would you rather we go and do select episodes again? But then again, I do feel like we watching this show, we spent so much time analyzing these things. What episodes are we going to get? It wouldn't yeah. If it was beyond season three... What are we going to get out of it? I like the idea that our, our fans just submit us to watching the entire show again and it just becomes this hellacious period <laughs> that we're in, the cycle that we can't leave where we keep watching the show till we die. Well, <laughs> or until Julian drops, one or the other. Uh, us first. <laughs> us <laughs> He's definitely. got that Satan blood. <laughs> That's true. We are stuck. Um, but we have a busy couple of weeks in front of us. We have a, a we- another wedding to attend next week. Yeah, so we I'm- might be recording... At another hotel. and we owe you three or four Patreon uh, bonus episodes. Three. Here's what here's what I'm gonna say. We were backlogged one Patreon episode from earlier in the year when we got busy. Mm-hmm. Then we have not done September yet because of the trip, and we owe October. So that's three that we have to do. And as promised on our Patreon, if we hit our monthly goal, which is uh, a meager thirty dollars, we have to do a Q and A from the, the Patreon subscribers. And we are $2 away from doing that. So if you have been on the fence about doing the Patreon, uh, jumping in and kicking us some some cash, there's a lot of good content there. If you listen to our Star Wars review and you enjoyed that, it is a lot more like that. But if you maybe like Dirty not, Dancing. Not as thorough as that Star Wars one because we... We went in on that Star Wars one. We went on dirty. I went on a dirty dancing hard. Yeah, that's man. true. That's true. Yeah, but I will. I, I'll, I'll. We'll let the cat out of the bag. I guess we and. Wait, there was a cat in the bag. Yeah, well, if you are in the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook, and it is a, a couple of our Patreon subscribers, and if you're listening to this and you're one of the Patreon subscribers, give us the Facebook information if you want in it. We we always open the discussion to our Lords of Grantham Lounge to see what they want from these patreon bonus episodes so we are at look, your will we have three left if you want in on this you want to have a say get in and and let us know what you want because we will deliver and piggybacking off of that our good friend and longtime supporter estelle said one of her favorite movies is one of my favorite movies and i think that'll be one of our patreon bonus episodes and i'm just being dragged along for the whole and, thing oh yeah this yeah. would be like the reverse dirty dancing Jurassic Park. I mean, Dirty Dance is not one of my favorite movies. I yeah, just know is. a lot about it. It's my mom's favorite movie. Well, Jurassic Park, baby. Yeah, we'll go there. We 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 saw it together in 3D a couple years ago. A couple years ago, five years, six years ago. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in depth. <laughs> All right. And until then, keep we keep sending us down and stuff because yeah. we do like seeing it. Yeah, we're about to get suited up ourselves for a wedding. We're about to be full on, you know, our best down selves. So again, thanks to Connor and Kevin for being on. Appreciate it. Thank um, you for uh, inventing a song. And you guys will both be receiving a, a secret invitation regarding the mix match challenge final round. So keep your inboxes open. Watch out for gators. And we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast. So long.